Before we begin today's show, I want to take this opportunity to let you know about Julie and the Phantoms. <gasps> Yay! Julie and the Phantoms is a fantastic film, uh-huh. series, TV show, yep. whatever it is. One of the people behind Hocus Pocus, a film I watched yesterday. So I suggest that you watch Julie and the Phantoms. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. Leah, you have seen two episodes. I have. I love it so yes. much. We are watching two more after we finish watching this episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. So let's get to that as soon as we can. Boop, boop. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of JNL Watches. I'm Jess Leah. And I am Josh Prime. And today we're watching Buffy Season 6, Episode 14, Older and Far Away. Yes, in this episode, Dawn, who has been neglected all season, does a wish uh, to a vengeance demon named Halfrak mm-hmm. that we've met previously. Who seals them all in Buffy's house for her birthday. Yep. And that's really the whole story. There's not much to it. Buffy tries to solve what the mystery is. Mm-hmm. It takes almost the whole episode. Anya has a nervous breakdown. Yep. A demon gets loose. They're trying to set Buffy up with some random dude we're never going to see again. Oh, yeah. Richard. Richard. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Yeah, it is. Here we are. Who are you going to play as tonight? I'm going to play as good old Tara this Ooh. week. I would like to be Dawn. So, hello, Dawn. There she is. I know. Wearing a foxy brown shirt, which I love. Me too. It's super cute. (laughs) Adorable. I feel like she's wearing a little bit more makeup than normal. She's definitely got a Kardashian level of makeup on her face. (laughs) Like, (laughs) her chest doesn't match her face at all. And if you look, there's a gradient from forehead to chin is a different color. And then from chin to cleavage is a different color. (laughs) I also like that she has, like, severe, like, lip smacker, I imagine, like, lip gloss on. Like, I hope it's vanilla, like, frosting <laughs> scent. <laughs> that oh, shit man. was amazing. Oh, boy, did you ever experience that? I mean, no. Oh, I didn't sorry. have any lovely ladies that wanted me to taste their strawberry lip smacker. I mean, you're missing out. But yeah. also, you could have just had that on your own time. <laughs> Get my own lip smacker. Yeah. So Buffy's patrolling in this terrible red hat. It's kind of an Alex Mack hat. Do you remember Alex Mack? Of course. This is totally something she would wear. Yeah. If you're not remembering Alex Mack, she was a Nickelodeon star, Larissa Olenek, who was doused with the chemical GC-161, <laughs> turning her into a superhero. <laughs> and the plot of the show was that the scientists that accidentally doused her spent the whole series trying to locate her. Yeah, but she would conveniently turn into bottles yeah, of stuff. Yeah, much like the demon in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> It's I'm, like they watched an episode of Alex Mack and just went, let's do that. Yeah. Seems good. Yeah. I mean, probably on par. I mean, I guess we're in the 2000s now, but... The effect is literally the same. Yeah. If you haven't watched the show, uh, you can obviously Google it, but you could also Google the Capri Sun people turn to liquid commercials because oh. it was the same effect. Yeah. <laughs> do you remember those? They were always like surfing. I miss Capri Sun. I don't think I've seen an ad or, like, seen them physically in a store in years. Well, I haven't been to a store in almost a year, so there's that. (laughs) But, yeah, they they still make them. Sure. Did they actually taste good, though? They never did. Yeah. So there's that. (laughs) But also, the thing with Capri Suns, I never had them. They were Mm -hmm. always, other people had them and Mm -hmm. I could enjoy them. Mm -hmm. But they came with that little spear of a straw that snapped the second you tried to use it and it would bend and be all broken. And you had to use the sharp end to puncture the little foil area to get your liquid. And if you fucked up the straw, now you can't get your liquid at all. Yep. They need to like puncture it and then like squeeze it out, which Mm -hmm. is not ideal. No, I always liked to puncture it, and because I am a beast, I could just suck the Capri Sun from (laughs) plump to flat in one gulp. (laughs) Amazing talent. You should Mm -hmm. put that on your resume. It's on your Zoom already under special skills. Capri Sun deflator. (laughs) You know what I love? I loved little juice boxes, and I still love little juice boxes. But nowadays, it's like, I can't possibly justify buying juice boxes because I'm a human being that can suck that entire thing down in one gulp, so it seems silly to buy eight packages to be able to just be done with it. But I used to love getting the, the little juice box and then popping the, the four sides yeah. and then blowing air into it and letting it be like this weird puffy balloon of nonsense. Uh, the days before we cared about the planet. It's true. Or how to go anywhere because <laughs> why do I need a juice box when I can just have a gallon of juice box? I can just sit here <laughs> and drink juice whatever I damn well please now. With a straw, without a straw. I'm an adult. <laughs> Those are scary words. Oh, 
can't deal with it. Mm-mm. But yeah, the juice boxes were always a fun thing. I never had squeeze-its either. Do you remember squeeze-its? I love those. I was not allowed to have those, but... Because it was just like sugar water. There was no flavor sugar. at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they were super cool in those plastic things. Yeah, and they had faces of somebody being like, mm-hmm. ouch, you're squeezing me on mm-hmm. the front, which I always thought was slightly creepy. Mm-hmm. I miss all that shit. Or even just like, I love the cereal boxes too, in the same lane as the juice boxes. And again, I'm not going to just buy those little cereal boxes because I can just buy the whole... Yeah. box of cereal it's much more reasonable to buy a whole box of cereal mm-hmm. and like don't come for me with the oh but what about wanting to get a variety I could buy a whole variety of cereal on yeah. an adult exactly plus those like multi-packs always had like the unfun flavors yeah there was always like three or four <laughs> raisin brands yeah. who is doing that <laughs> And, you know, you never got two Lucky Charms. Yeah. <laughs> you always got two Raisin Brands. Yeah. Ugh. I think it was to get, like, moms to actually buy them. So I'm like, listen. Oh, yeah. Your kids don't want this shit. Two-tenths of it is say health food. Let's yeah. buy that. <laughs> oh, great. The kid's never going to eat that garbage. Yeah. But alas, here we are. Alas. We all made it to adulthood, even with our sugary breakfast cereals. It's amazing that we made it this far in life. Think of all the high fructose corn syrup we consumed, and yet we are still alive. That or toys that we could have, you know, accidentally swallowed. Oh my gosh, yes. Do you remember remember Push Pops? (laughs) The, like, cardboard toilet paper roll filled with sherbet? (laughs) I loved those. That's literally what it was. It was a toilet paper roll filled with sherbet, and you had a stick, and you pushed it up. And the best part was on the side of the packaging. You probably didn't even... You know exactly what I'm about to say. They were like, here's instructions on how to make the Flintstones car out of this toilet paper roll thing. Oh, my God. Such such a good time. (laughs) Yeah. No, those were delicious. They were delicious. They still are. You can still get them. Really? Yes. Oh, my God. One of my first boyfriends... So, you can still get them. Okay. One of my first boyfriends was many years ago now. (laughs) But we were going to see a movie, and we decided that we wanted to hit the supermarket first Mm -hmm. and buy cheaper snacks. Mm -hmm. We smuggled in a box of Push Pops. (laughs) So, I don't know what we were thinking, because you have to eat them all. You can't not... You have no refrigeration method. Yeah. You're in a movie. So we ate, what is it? Eight push pops <laughs> in a movie. We're just like. <laughs> At that point, we'd be like, yo, back row, you want some? <laughs> oh, no, we kept our push pops to ourselves. Oh, good. I'm glad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Push pops were the, the jam. Orange ones in particular. Yeah. Quite delicious. I agree. I can't tell you what the flavors are off the top of my head, but. So here's the push pop question for the ages. Sure. Were you a push the push pop out? And then, like, put your mouth over it? Or were you a push it just a little tiny amount and then lick that cardboard? Oh, I was little amount eat the cardboard. Oh, I pushed it as far as I, I got close to the sun. I pushed no it almost way. all the way out and then just was like, hop, chomp that whole thing down. <laughs> all right. Let's yeah. know you can answer this for yourself, too. Yeah. What kind of push pop eater are you? Yeah, and me. if you don't know, figure it out. Yeah. Make a strong statement. Go get them. We don't want to hear in the middle because on There is no such thing. Yeah. <laughs> you can't be a hump person yeah. and a lick the top delicately person. It's yeah. not possible. Mm-hmm. I always used to try and get the push pop to be shaped like a lipstick at the top. Like, Ooh. eat it. Because, <laughs> you know, straight. Yeah. And so, oh. <laughs> Meanwhile, so. now that we've talked about all the snacks from the 90s. Sure. Halfrak is here yes, but talking she, to Dawn. She's disguised as a guidance counselor who just appeared out of the blue, and I would have never known that she was Halfrak unless you told me. Well, so here's the thing. I, when I first watched this, mm-hmm. I did not know that it was Halfrak mm-hmm. when I saw her. I also, when she turns into Halfrak to say wish granted after they actually go in the house, as a, as a first-time viewer, I also went, who the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Like, I, I still didn't get it. Mm-hmm. So my question is... In the previously on, sure. they showed Halfrek mm-hmm. meeting Anya and Xander at the house, that, yep. that episode from a couple a couple minutes ago. Were we as the audience supposed to recognize Halfrek here? Because she looks nothing like Halfrek. She doesn't have the vengeance demon makeup on. Yeah. And then when were we supposed to realize it was the same person? When she turned into a vengeance demon and said wish granted? So I think... For, at least for me, and I know that you told me that this was Halfrek. Yes. But when when Buffy, later on in this episode, has a, a conversation with Don about, like, tell me about your guidance counselor, yeah. like, strange one-off meeting. For me, that's where it kind of clarified, like, oh, like, that doesn't sound like a normal thing. <laughs> yeah. Let's it didn't occur out. to me that that was wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's figure out more details about this. And then Ani being like, it sounds like my friend Halfrek. 
Yeah. That cleared it up for you? Yeah. When they explicitly said it's Halfrek, yeah. you were like, oh, that's Halfrek. Yeah. yeah. That's good. <laughs> yeah. We are just Nancy Drews up in here. I know. But yeah, otherwise I would have never known. No. I, yeah. So I'm not sure what they intended. If Did they intend us to know it ahead of time? Because I think there's something to be said for like, if we were supposed to know it ahead of time and we could be like, don't do it, Dawn. Don't do it. Oh my God, don't do it. Yeah. Versus being in the dark and not knowing what the hell is going on. Yeah. To be fair though, when we watch this again... I mean, now that's the third time. But, like, when we watched it the first one through, I probably would have, like, paid attention to see, like, what was on. Or, like, usually when they're showing you, like... The previously ons. Yeah. Like, if there's a character that we haven't seen in a while and they're there, I'm assuming they're going to appear at some point. <laughs> Makes sense they'll appear, yeah. Yeah. But this evening, I think we talked through the previously on, so I did not make <laughs> You weren't there? No. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I watched it the first time through, like, it live on UPN, and I did not gather that it was Halfrek, oh. even though Halfrek appeared in the opening credits. Good. Because I don't think I'm a particularly savvy first viewer <laughs> of a TV show. Like, I can see the writing on the walls once I'm, like, looking at everything, but yeah, I don't think I, I picked up on it. I'm curious if other people did. Like, when you first watched this, did you recognize that it was Halfrek right away? Like, what was that like for you? Yeah, tell us. Meanwhile, Buffy has invited Tara to her birthday, which I think is super cute. Hello, Tara. And now that Tara knows that Buffy is blinking Spike, they have, like, this fun, like, inside joke. Kind of not joke, but... Yeah, they have a secret they can share. I love when she tells Spike he should put some ice on his muscle cramp in his pants. so good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's especially funny because Tara doesn't usually say things to anyone. Yeah. Honestly, her breaking up with Willow... Probably the best thing for her. I agree. She, I feel like, has more of a personality other than... Willow's shadow. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, (laughs) is starting to form her own relationships with the main Scoobies, which I think is something that she's always wanted, but was always identified as Willow's girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, It's tough being the partner of the person in the circle. Mm -hmm. Like, that's a tough position Mm -hmm. to be in, Mm -hmm. especially if you have a strong desire to be a part of that circle. Mm -hmm. Willow obviously has a strong circle, and Tara wanted to be a part of that circle, and so that was a struggle. Yeah. Usually, I am the person who is providing the friend group in a relationship. (laughs) Same! (laughs) (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. Mostly, I'm just like... These are my friends. You gotta like them. This is the rules. Like, yeah. figure it out. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't come for them, or else no. I will come for you. <laughs> so, tell me about your feelings on Richard, the boy that Xander and Anya are trying to set Buffy up with. Okay, so, listener, here's the sitch. Anytime I've ever had a friend that's like, I want you to meet so-and-so, mm-hmm. and, like, set that up, it has never gone well. Ever. Ever, <laughs> ever. Usually they're... This is going to be terrible. But, like, vicious trolls. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like unattractive or personality or both? Both, Mm. sometimes. Usually both, yeah. The person that Anya and Xander are bringing over for Buffy, super good looking, super nice. Attentive to Buffy. Yeah, like... We know very little about him, though. He could be asshole. It's true. Like, maybe he's just putting up a front and is secretly, like, going to be a next Parker. But, like... (laughs) Initially, seems fine. Seems great. Then he gets a, a sucking chest wound. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. Some random monster demon thing is gonna Alex Mack. <laughs> it's gonna cut him up with a sword. Perhaps that doesn't leave him with a great feeling. I'm gonna call this demon Larissa from now on. Yeah, you should. What is Larissa? I've never heard that name anywhere else. Just with her. She's the only Larissa I know. Yeah. I really thought her name was Alex. Well, her character's name is Alex Mack, but the actress is Larissa Olenek. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. Yeah, I don't like that at all. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of Clarissa. Yes. Which reminds me of that show. Clarissa explains it all. Yeah, yeah. but Larissa just Larissa. She also was in Pretty Little Liars. Mm. She was the mother of Ezra Fitz's child. So when it came out that... Arya's boyfriend had a secret son. Larissa was the mother. Mm. And you're making a face like you never got deep enough in the show to even know that he had a secret son. Yeah, I did not. So there's that. <laughs> yeah, didn't Arya end up with him still? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got over it. Oh, as you do. It's <laughs> like you do. Yeah. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So, okay. So the gifting is happening. It is. Willow gave Buffy an obvious sexual aid. A muscle? Mu- a massager. Yes. 
Yeah. And the one that she has, I'm pretty sure, is the exact one from Sex and the City where, uh, if you recall, Samantha's at like a sharper image. And she's looking at all the sex toys, all uh, massages, like, that's a sex toy, that's a sex toy, that's a sex toy. And the woman holds up this thing, and she goes, I think that one might actually be a back massager. And without missing a beat, Samantha goes, not if you mount it. <laughs> and the other woman just goes, oh. <laughs> Honestly, there will never be a show like Sex and the City again. Gosh, that that era that. is over. Well, you were telling me that... I think her Samantha first name- has a new show. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. I was like, I think her first name is Kristen, but I don't know if that's true. Kim Cattrall is that's her name. It. Not that's even close. It. No. <laughs> hey, there was a K involved mm-hmm. in the I. <laughs> Two of them, even. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's Cattrall with a C, but still. Yeah, here we are. But yeah, no, um, I, I miss that show. I kind of want to do a rewatch of that. <gasps> But again, it's a terrible podcast show because you can't mm-hmm. do a comedy, Mm-mm. explicit comedy on the podcast. Like, that won't work because it'll yeah. just be us going, isn't that joke funny? That joke is funny. <laughs> like, that's not good content. No. And Abby, <laughs> I hate Mr. Big. Really? Spies, even. I just don't like Samantha or Carrie at all. Like, every decision she makes is terrible. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think... My disdain for Big is because of her choices around him. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, like, she cheats on Aiden. Yeah, fucking She's... Aiden was the best fucking boyfriend. I know, and then he went on to marry somebody with multiple personality disorder. And it's just like... I'm just really teething. <laughs> He's all over the place, having trouble. Yeah, you know, Aiden slash Max slash, you know, whatever. All, all of his his mm-hmm. multiple uh, roles. Yes. Yeah. I, I want to watch that again, I think. I do like them. I, I just finished... Well, I'm not, I shouldn't say that, because it's patent lie. I have not finished Nurse Ratchet yet, <gasps> but... Uh, what's her name? Miranda. Miranda is on it, yeah. which is nice. How deep are you into Nurse Ratchet? Tell me where you are. I don't want to spoil. Oh, I, I haven't watched any more since the last time, so you've gotten okay. further than that. I think I'm two episodes away from the end. Oh, so you're almost there. Yeah. I'm interested in Nurse Ratchet, but I'm at this point where I'm like, I just... I don't care. Like, I'm interested because yeah. it's pretty and I like the people in it, but it's pretty evident to me that she's obviously getting away with it because there's a whole movie after this. There's a movie? <laughs> Nurse Ratchet is a prequel to a very, very, very famous film called One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Okay. So, like, we know she's going to get away and be fine because she's in One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest running, I believe, the same hospital. Oh. Yeah. See, I never... Well, okay. I... Knew very late into the viewing of Nurse Ratchet that is based off of, I think it's also a book. Yes. Book slash movie. Yes. Never Though, s- I think that it's mostly based on the movie's retelling of it, because that's, but whatever, continue. Okay. Never read the book or watched the movie. So, like, coming into this, I was just like, oh, it's by the same person that did American Horror Story, has lots of the same characters, also here to see Miranda from Sex and the City. Totally. Cool. But the challenge, I think, for me is it's just so dark, and so, like, the content is is heavy. It's heavy. And there's no comic relief. Well, I, I didn't say no. There's mild comic relief. Yeah. And I miss the early episodes when she was, like, fighting with the nurse Bucket, mm-hmm. and she, like, my favorite scene of the whole thing is still... When Nurse Bucket tells her about eating her peach, she eats yeah. the woman's peach and says, like, what are you going to do about it? And Nurse Ratchet pauses for a long second, and Nurse Bucket goes, did I stutter? Did you not hear me? Like, what the hell? And Nurse Ratchet's response is, I was just thinking about all the things I'm going to do about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, is the greatest response to when somebody says, what are you going to do about it? Just pregnant pause followed with, I was just thinking about all the things I'm going to do about it. Yeah. Like, that's threatening. Yeah. But it is film, like it's beautiful. It is beautiful. Yeah. It's gorgeous. The the lighting is beautiful. The colors are beautiful. I love how every time something bad happens and they're walking down the hallway, they change the lighting in the hallway mm-hmm. and they all pretend they can't see it. I think that's gorgeous. Yeah. Like yeah, it's really great. Uh, again, I like the actors and actresses. Mm-hmm. Sharon Stone's character is a bit wild. The one who's like yep. got a monkey. Yep. <laughs> yep. I'm gonna bite my tongue on that, but yes. Yeah, her character is wild. Mm-hmm. I mean, her son's character also. <laughs> He's from 13 Reasons Why, which you probably haven't watched. Mm-mm. It's, the, so the first season of 13, we're like all over the place today. <laughs> the third season, the first season of 13 Reasons Why is all about, and we've probably talked about this before, but it's all about explaining why the main character committed suicide. Mm-hmm. And every episode is her playing a tape of 
like this person contributed to my depression in this way, which is very attention seeking. It's not how depression works, whatever. Yeah. But it ends, spoilers, with an extremely graphic suicide scene, which you should sort of know is coming because the main character killed themselves and yeah. they're telling her story. So like you knew it was coming. But it's like too gratuitous. Like I'm somebody who's very comfortable with violence in television. I watch a lot of horror. I have no problem with blood and gore. But I looked at that sequence and I was like, that was more than I needed to see. It kind of felt a little how-to. Like, it was too much. And then after that, it became so watered down. It became like every every tragedy that could inflict this high school was in... Th- there was a school shooting moment. Mm-hmm. There, everything that could happen. And it just felt so... Like, if Degrassi could do it. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really what it became. And so, yeah, I couldn't get behind that. Anyway, what's happening? Okay, meanwhile on the show, uh, Buffy is having her birthday party, which is super exciting. They have, have a slew of guests, including Spike, who's a little bit jealous that Buffy has a male suitor. Yes. You know, Is it Richard? Here. I think so. I'm just going to stick with it. It's Richard. Cool. Here we are. I like that his name is the same as the mayor's. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, I'm just going to call him Dick because mm-hmm. why not? Polly is to us. Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. It is currently morning, so no one has left this party. Right. This is um, the first day. It is the first day, which a little bit weird if you attend the party at night and haven't gone home yet, but... Yep. And they're all starting to figure that out now. Yes. Now they're like, we should have probably left. And Buffy tries to throw Spike out, and when he can't leave, that's when they realize, oh shit. Yep. This is this is a thing. Yep. And here we are with Willow and Tara, and Tara's helping herself to breakfast. And now Willow and Tara are going to have a little, little chat. A little chit-chat, a little moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is when they discover that they actually cannot physically leave the house. Yep. It's going to be another entire day into night before they leave. Yep. So it'll be... This, this, this party took two days? Yeah. That's when you know it's a real rager. Yeah, I agreed. But without the beer, because there was no yes. second beer room. No beer. Spike brought Clem. Mm-hmm. There are two regular normies here. True. Richard and Sophie, I believe is her name. Yeah. Her friend from the Double Me Palace, who is amazingly hilarious. Yeah. She walks in the front door and goes, my mom told me to say thank you right away because I usually forget, so thank you. Also, I can't have nuts or milk or dairy or flour, or energy, this whole list of things. It's like, you're an adult human, just don't eat those things. Yeah. <laughs> here's some cabbage. I would love to show up at somebody's house, though, and just be like, here's a litany of things I can't do. Yeah. <laughs> just do them. Just be like, here's my writer. To be Set. your friend. Can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> it's like when you go on a date and you open with, so I don't do this, this, or this, or this. And they're like, yeah. I'm, um, I don't know your last name yet. Can we, like... <laughs> Is that why none of my dates went home? And I was like, I don't drink beer and I don't eat meat. (laughs) You open with, here's all the things I don't do. Mm -hmm. You know, it's fine. Yeah. Also, Dawn now has a weird moment where she's angry and she runs out of the room. Well, she's angry because no one's paying attention to her, which I know that you're pro Dawn and I am choosing to drink with her, so I I will continue to do that. But she's super annoying. But she's also in high school, so I kind of get it. She's having a moment. Mm -hmm. So we're about to have the first of the seasons. Get out, get out, get out! (laughs) This is a special moment. It is, and we have chosen to drink to it every time it happens, so clink. Cheers. Again, while her makeup is a little bit off, her outfits this week are good. Her hair looks great. Her hair is spectacular. Like, the little curl at the bottom, beautiful. Nailed it. Really into it. Okay, so I know, because I've I've peeked at the listener mail, we're going to be spending a lot of time talking about Dawn today. Oh, we are? There's a lot. Oh, Omega has some major Dawn hatred coming oh, out of this episode. Omega, so I am excited. <laughs> I'm going to have to be Dawn's defender in this episode. Oh. Look, here's the thing about Dawn, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, this might be annoying. Her behavior might be irritating. Sure. I'm not saying that it's not. Sure. You cannot, however, you cannot argue that it is coming out of left field. This has been building all season. It has. There has been many, many pieces of evidence that she is struggling, that she's feeling alone, that she's feeling isolated. I mean, the entire season, her entire character arc has been the thieving, the not able to hang out with people, being sad because Willow ditched her, the broken arm, like everything has been leading up to this moment. So yes, she is irritating. Yes, she behaves immaturely. But Halfrek is kind of right when she says that none of you noticed 
that she's this way because it's been extremely evident. It has been her defining character trait for 14 episodes so far, and none of the people who are supposedly taking care of her have noticed. Yeah. In some way, Don was a key in season four. Like mm-hmm. Five. She, oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Five. No, four. No. Four was the uh, college year. Five was the season with Glory. Sorry. Okay. Season five. <laughs> I like how you came for my knowledge of Buffy just then. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Maybe it's just because I feel like she's been here for far too long. She's always been here. So to that point, she hasn't. <laughs> yeah. Monks just created her out of thin air. Maybe that's why there is this, like, afterthought of, like, yes, the conscience says she's here, but, like, less of an effort to, like, include her in things or, like, make sure to, like, be there. Right. And I also think it's because at the end of the day, from a writing perspective, like, taking a step outside of the show for a second, mm-hmm. like, she doesn't have any magical abilities that she's bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. She's not the wisecracker, because that's Xander, and most of the time, the other characters are attempting to shield her from magic. So, like, she's not really set up to be a crucial character anymore. No. She's not the main subject of the villain's ire to make her a main piece. Yeah. So she's just sort of a blob. She has no role. And this whole thing of wanting people to spend time with her, again, the writers are not doing the character of Dawn any favors in terms of her popularity mm-hmm. when they make her main storyline. Nobody's paying attention to me. Wah! Because, like, that isn't attractive. And if people already don't like her character, which they didn't, then making her character trait that people don't like her is only going to feed into that yeah. further. But that being said... It is completely reasonable that she feels that way. (laughs) And it is completely telegraphed all season. So to argue that it doesn't make sense or that it makes her character more irritating, it's like, it's the way that her character has been written. It's the way that she's presented. And it's the experience that they're having. Realistically, could they have given her something better to do? Absolutely. I think what would have been more interesting is perhaps, yes, have this episode the way that it's written, but then make Dawn more interesting. Turn her into a vampire. Like, yeah, do something. have a whole episode where she's debating, like, should I do this? Should I not do this? What are the consequences? Yeah. And maybe she ultimately decides to go through with it because it'll make her more interesting or at least a valuable player because she can fight for herself. Well, and I think realistically, I think that we never have a character that is a main character on the series become a vampire. Yeah. So I think the idea of having her become a vampire is particularly interesting because I think she would have made a fucking amazing season villain. Yeah. Like, her becoming a vampire and Buffy having to decide, like, do I kill my sister? Yeah. After she literally sacrificed herself to not kill her sister? That is fucking interesting. I know! (laughs) I would watch the hell out of that. But yeah, like, I just don't think that they gave her a lot to do, and they, they clearly had a plan for her. It's weird. I think about, like, I'm trying to think of somebody on the show that they've also done this to. Sort of Riley, where they didn't give Riley anything really interesting to do mm-hmm. as a character. Mm-hmm. And so he wasn't particularly well-liked. He didn't have much to do. Dawn doesn't have a lot of interesting stuff going on, yeah. but they actually have a plan for her. They've written this this thieving storyline. They've written this rebellious teen storyline. So they had a plan, yeah. just it's not a good one, and it's not fun. Yeah. So <laughs> there's that. <laughs> But anyway, they've released the weird red demon from Larissa. She's out. She's doing her thing. She's now cut Dick in half. He's all (laughs) sad and hurt and stuff. Oh, he's lucky he's gonna, I guess, live. I love that the guy was, like, taking his sword, cutting just straight across. Yeah. And all that he got is a cut on his chest. Yeah. Given the angle and the placement, he should be fucking dead. Yeah, he should be dead for sure. He should be cut clean in half, Mm -hmm. but instead he just has, like, a minor cut. And I love how the whole gang is like, this looks really bad. Yeah. It doesn't look really bad, actually. No. It looks fine. Even from here, he's got a little bit of blood across his shirt, but, like, the cut doesn't look that deep at this moment. No, and perhaps it is, but we just don't get that good of a shot. If this was on Netflix, there'd be fucking intestines coming out of his body. We're like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, but we had to, he has to live another, like, whole day, so it can't be that bad. Oh, wait, it's night again. Mm -hmm. So that's, we've now made it an entire day. Mm -hmm. What was going on all day, other than that guy getting stabbed? We didn't see a whole lot. Yeah, not much. Apparently they just hung out and apparently didn't eat anything. Yeah, didn't eat. (laughs) Everybody is fine. It's chill. I don't know. 
I wonder if time also moves, like, faster. Well, that's the other thing. Like, surely somebody's looking for these people already. Right. Maybe not like, Buffy's crew, but, don't like... show up for your job. Sophie and Sword in the Chest guy. Like, they could be looking for them. Yeah. Can you write an email from your phone at this time? Well, they said the phones weren't working, but, like, do they have internet? Yeah. Can they send an email? Can they set a firework out off the chimney? Like, what can they do? Yeah. Smoke if, if somebody comes to the door and knocks, can they open the door and let them in? Oh. A lot of questions. A lot of questions it is. What about the mail? Yeah. Are they still going to get mail? They have a mail slot, so it's just going to come flying uh, in. Can they turn... Are they going to get the power turned off when they can't pay the bills? Oh, yeah. Like, eventually, somebody's going to come and try and kick them out of the house. Right. They'll probably have starved by then, though. I mean... This is before Instacart, so... Hopefully. <laughs> we need to take a break. We're going to take a quick break Ooh. because we haven't been doing that regularly, and we need to get back in the habit. All right, then. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to finish this wonderful episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And uh, we'll talk to y'all real soon. Sounds good. We are two episodes in to Julie and the Phantoms. We are. Thoughts so far? Freaking love it. I mean, it's it's easy for me, or it's easy to sell me any show that's about music, because mm-hmm. I really love it and appreciate it. Totally. But I really love the main character. I think she's super sweet, Julie. She, of course, is coming from a one-parent home because mm-hmm. her she's lost her mother and is struggling with that from the early season or early on in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, but then is introduced to, I'm going to get the group's name wrong, Surf. Sunset Curve. That. <laughs> uh, and they're like a fun boy band and three of them magically appear to her as ghosts and are going to hopefully help inspire her music and help influence her awesomeness. Absolutely. In the later seasons, and the music's real good, yeah. and the story's real cute, and her house is amazing. Yeah, her house <laughs> is beautiful. So I love this. Our commercials for the time being can be our Julie and the Phantoms minute, and yeah. this has been it. It's fantastic. I love all of it. It's mm-hmm. so much fun. The, there's certain elements that are campy and ridiculous, like her brother is just chewing scenery mm-hmm. all over the place. He's great. <laughs> the The three boys are fantastic. Mm-hmm. There's a gay one who isn't a walking stereotype that I love. Yeah. So that's very exciting. The drummer. It's so, so good. It's absolutely fantastic. So I strongly encourage you to give Julie and the Phantoms a go. It's definitely a show for children, but okay. who isn't a child? Yeah. So that's just fine. Go watch it. Let us know what you think. And I think we should make the Julian Phantoms Minute a thing. And when we're done with that, I'm going to push you to watch The Worst Witch. And we yeah. can be The Worst Witch Minute. And Yay. it's going to be fantastic. I <laughs> because like I, I don't think it's a show. Neither of them are shows that would make good podcast shows. Sure. But they'd be great for our commercial breaks. Sure. Totally. I like it. So. I'm here for that. Anyway, let's get back to Older and Far Away. All right. All right. We are back. Ooh. And... Tara is going to be doing some... Tara did some spells, released the dude. Yeah. Slashed the chest, whatever. Apparently Willow had some secret magical stash hidden away. Rude. Yeah, not good. I mean, not at least ideal. she came clean about it, I guess. She could have just kept it in. That's Said true. Said nothing. <laughs> Said nothing. Just let them all slowly die. Yeah. Although, if we're being honest, probably would have been better had Tara not released the weird sword demon. It's true. She <laughs> thought she was helping really made things worse. But she tried. <laughs> had Willow not had any of those items, we probably wouldn't have a sucking chest wound in Dick. It's true. Maybe he would have stayed around longer. Perhaps. Oh, man. Oh. Well, now Anya is having a fucking meltdown. She can't handle herself. No. She wants to find a solution or be more helpful, which I can also understand. Like, I don't have any powers, but, like, I'm gonna do something. Yeah. At least get to the bottom of this. So she's gonna, in a moment, essentially terrorize Don's room, go through stuff. She's gonna find a secret stash of stolen items that Don has taken from either the magic shop or the mall, which is not great. Yeah. Mostly the magic box, it seems. Yeah. That's gonna lead to perhaps future discussions of Buffy and Don and what parenting punishments might come from that. But yeah, it's not good. Doesn't look good for Don. Let's take a look at our listener mail, shall we? We shall. We've got some amazing listener mail today. We're going to start with Zulu Mm -hmm. writing to us regarding the episode Gone, Mm -hmm. the one where Buffy becomes invisible due to the trio. Yeah. I'm curious why you chose Goo Gone as your non-sponsor this week. That's because we are obsessed with Goo Gone, and it's a great product. It's so good. If you have goo, you can remove it. With Goo Gone. Yeah. It's like uh, Gorilla Tape. Also amazing. Yeah. We could do a whole commercial about Gorilla Tape. We should. Why are gorillas so much better than ducks? Don't know, but yeah. it's great. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> 
I want to be Jonathan, says Leah in response to who she'll be drinking to. It's funny because not even Jonathan wants to be Jonathan. <laughs> I can't recommend the Prime Salon enough. Josh cuts my hair monthly. It's true, Ooh, I do that. Good job. Mm-hmm. You spend way too much time talking about Buffy's hair and not enough time talking about her absurdly translucent shirt. You you mentioned the shirt and how bad it was because you could see her brassiere. Oh, yeah. The fact that I called it a brassiere tells you about how old and, st- and heterosexual I am. It's true, yeah. I can't even talk. <laughs> Can't even can't even come up with my witty wordplay anymore. It's still witty. It's fine. Uh, Josh Prime ranting about hating weddings, especially destination weddings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, isn't anything he hasn't heard before. <laughs> <That's fair>. <laughs> <laughs> you you mentioned pre gaming a wedding. His friend Chase got married in his parents' backyard. It was a very nice yard. Earlier in the day, we were at a sports bar, and the wedding party all drank while we got ready for the wedding. Exactly. He said the word wedding like eight times in that sentence. That's fine. It was fun, and we all suitably were tipsy as they walked down the aisle. Yeah, that's all I want. I want the wedding party to be tipsy. I want the person giving the, ordaining the wedding to be drunk. I want the audience to be drunk. I expect at least one person to be vomiting while you're doing your vows. That's that's how you know it's a good event. If you're not, (laughs) what are we doing wrong? I want people to be like, are you vomiting because you're mad about the wedding or because you're drunk? (laughs) Probably because you're drunk. That's fair. (laughs) Xander being around for the Buffy Spike sexing made me wildly uncomfortable. Also, I realized that Buffy could have just guided Spike's spike, but I like to imagine a lot of unsexy fumbling as Spike tries to do it. Yeah. It's fair. (laughs) It did feel weird to me that Tara was MIA this episode, made all the weirder by the fact that she pops in just a couple episodes later. That's, you know, how it goes. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for writing in. We next receive a message from India. All I can say is our wedding was the opposite of what you described. If we had room for a work friend at the wedding, you would have had a wonderful time. Thank you, India. The social worker shows up and Dawn has a broken arm. So yeah, she would have automatically been taken from Buffy. Yeah. Yeah. If you can't explain random injuries, you know. Also, I made a joke about to serve man as a cookbook and she is pretty sure Leah had no idea what I was talking about. Yeah, did not. Yep, that story checks out. <laughs> and I'm not even going to help you. You're going to... That's fine, that's fine. <laughs> Sometimes you can't help the helpless. You can't, can't do it. Oh my God, I've received two or three texts at this point from Joel that are pictures of him giving you a reference to the fifth element and you not knowing what it was. <laughs> and every time he sends it to me, I go, what the hell is he talking about? And then I go, oh, it's the fifth element again. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> okay, because that's... So the story behind that is, so listener, my current boyfriend sent me this like meme of this fifth element random picture and was like, and the title was, can't date someone who doesn't know what this is referenced to. And I was like, I've never seen that before. (laughs) And then he was like, well, it's from the fifth element. I was like, fuck, I've watched that show or watched that movie with Joel. So I sent it to Joel and it was like, Joel... You didn't prepare me for this. All I got from that movie was it's a rom Wow. <laughs> and Joel was like false. So listener, the Joel fifth element was like is <laughs> a rom-com. You can fight me otherwise. It's a rom-com. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. Listen, I sometimes I don't even know how we got to the places we get. Exactly. We're just on a journey <laughs> together, and I'm glad that we're here. Yeah, here we are. We have a message from Delta. <gasps> Yay, Delta! Greyhound! So, he writes to us regarding an episode, Inca Mummy Girl, from season two. So, he's bringing us a deep-ass cut right now, (laughs) and I love that for him. It's so great. Good job. So, thank you so much. So, he goes, do you want to know a random fact from your absolute favorite episode, Inca Mummy Girl? (laughs) Yes. Yes, we do. (laughs) When they go to the dance, Xander is dressed as Clint Eastwood from the Man With No Name trilogy, Fistful of Dollars, For a Few Dollars More, and The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. I love that he gave us that clarification because I was definitely not sure what we were talking about. Yeah, sure. When they asked him what he's dressed as, he says, I'm from Leone. It's the Italy. It's in Italy, pretending to be Wyoming. I'm not sure if there's a place called Leone or not, but the director of those movies is Sergio Leone. They filmed the movies in Italy because it was cheaper, and it looked like the American West. I believe that those movies are where the term Spaghetti Western came from. He is correct. That is the term Spaghetti Western, because they filmed them in Italy, pretending to be America. Nice! Good job, Um, Delta! That might be the only reference from Buffy that Josh might not know. Did you know if I have foreign? Um, so I, I knew what Spaghetti Westerns were, I knew the whole history, but I was not aware of the reference that he was making in that line. Cool. So I will I will give Delta that one. Good job. As I'm writing in, I think the next episode is Double Meat Palace. Woof, that episode is another rough one for me in season six. Yeah. 
<laughs> you ain't wrong. It is indeed. It was a rough one. It mm-hmm. was a rough episode. Mm-hmm. And then I informed him which episode we were actually on and how we're like a week ahead. But yeah. So thank you very much for writing in, Delta. We really appreciate you. I especially love that you're like out there seeking new facts that I don't know. Yeah. And That's amazing. You know, reviewing your older content, which I'm yeah. sure is still amazing. Yeah. But also. I mean, I know that our episode from season two, the, all of those episodes, you know, they stand the test of time. <laughs> 156 episodes ago? Like, that's a long time. We've been doing this for a while. Yeah, I don't want to think about that. Yeah. I already was like, to get through season six and seven, it's going to take us like at least a year. Oh my God. Leah, not this week, but last week, goes, oh my God, we're only in episode 12. <laughs> <laughs> Like, season six has been a journey. It has felt a little rougher than season four. I agree. I don't hate this episode that we're currently on, though, because I think my biggest problem with season six is I hate the trio. Yeah. Not that I hate the trio, but I specifically hate Warren. Well, I mean, he's not likable. That's sort of his thing. Yeah. I like the episode similar to season four where we're not dealing with Adam or the initiative or the trio. Yeah. When we can get away from the drama, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, I appreciate that you've written in. I I do. And I love the deep cuts. Like, keep doing it. You too. And also, Delta, tell us more about your Rayhound. Yeah. What's going on with the dog? Tell us all about it. Yeah. You know, what's happening. Here we are. Um, So anyway, then we have a message from Omega, Mm -hmm. older and far away, this very episode. Dear Josh Prime and Just Leah, Anya's condescension towards Dawn is completely me with anyone younger. They are automatically a stupid, naive child, no matter how old they actually are. That's fair. A muscle cramp in your pants, says Tara. (laughs) So good. So after a birthday party all-nighter, there's definitely some light coming in through the windows. Why is Spike okay? Yep. That's fair. Yep. So in the Angel series, they actually eventually have Angel working in a place that has special glass that allows him to be able to be in the sunlight when it comes through the glass. And they just have a throwaway line like, yep, Angel's going to be okay in sunlight now. Bullshit. It's bullshit. Yeah. Basically. But whatever. I don't like Dawn on the best of days, but this episode is one of the great showcases of how awful she is. I think she's possessed. She's a teenager. (laughs) But I'm glad she finally got busted. I'm always happy to see something go wrong for Dawn. I'm so aggressive toward fictional characters I dislike. (laughs) Well, and again, I think, you know, it's fine to dislike Dawn. I don't, I'm not like anti-Dawn hate. But I do think that her character needs to be looked at with some fresh eyes because, again, she's well-written. Frankly, they have done a better job telegraphing Dawn becoming the way she is now than they did Willow becoming addicted to magic. Yeah. <laughs> like, they have just spent a lot more time writing Dawn well, and uh, i got to give them a little bit of credit for that, frankly. Personally, I think Dawn makes perfect sense in this episode. Yeah. It's it's reasonable, especially when Halfrek is explaining about how she could hear her screaming in pain all throughout town. They're all fucking shitty. Yeah, for sure. I can't believe I've waited this long to ask, but have you ever stolen anything? Asks Omega. I have. Are you going to incriminate yourself on the podcast? Yeah, Tell that's us fine. all about your that's theft. Fine. Um, so when I was a smaller human, I don't. Re- I was old enough to remember this. So sure. let's say six. I went to uh, Marshall's with my mom, and she was in the dressing room, and I was probably with her but on the way to the dressing room they had like a stand full of different like rings that you can like put on so I didn't think anything of it so I you know tried on a couple rings and then went with my mom to the dressing room and then she bought something and then we left once I got to the car I realized that I still had a ring on my finger from when I was trying stuff on and I showed my mom and my mom freaked out like literally freaked out and thought like I intentionally did this and I was trying to explain like no like I was trying stuff on didn't realize I still had it on and we walked out, yeah. (laughs) But yeah, my mom over, perhaps overreacted, but like reacted and was like, no, we have to go back in right now. You have to apologize. You have to get this back. And I was like, okay. So I went back in and I (laughs) apologized. I'm assuming, gave it back. That was it. That was the end of that. Yeah. I've not stolen anything before that I can recall. And I'm sure I did because, you know, that's like a normal kid thing at some point. But I have no memory of it. My cousins and I, I, my cousins used to steal all the time. Like that was a thing they did regularly. Yeah. And they were encouraged to. So like (laughs) it was a thing. But yeah, no, I never did. I think it was Catholic school. I think it mm-hmm. fucked me up. I think I was terrified that God was watching or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
I can tell you, listener, my mom, in her overreaction, scared the shit out of me. So I never wanted to do that again. Like, <laughs> I don't want anybody looking at me like that. Like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never really stolen anything. I've definitely, I guess I can't say that because, like, when I was in college, we would go to campus events mm-hmm. and I would take, like, table settings. But, like, this is cool. It's fine. Uh, but, like, I don't think they were mad about that. I also have done that as an adult. <laughs> Usually when I'm drunk or, like, tipsy. I'm like, oh, I like this. I'm just going to take it. I know you have a whole glass collection <laughs> that you've taken from random yeah. places. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could have done with that. <laughs> that's also stealing. Yeah. You know, sorry. I, like, make it okay in my head. <laughs> like, they oh, don't need this back. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. No. I'm an asshole, but I try not to be, like, a thief. Like, lying is one of the things that I don't abide. Yeah. I can be mean. I'm yeah. comfortable being mean, yeah. but like lying and stealing is a form of lying. Yeah. So like, I just, I'm not a big, That's fair. and I, and I, I, I think realistically I am a terrible, I am probably too honest, <laughs> but I think that's a problem in its own right. But yeah, I'm not, I just, I just, I just can't do it. If you want an honest answer, ask me. <laughs> I will I will happily tell you the truth. Sometimes even if you don't ask, I'll tell you the truth. So that's, you know, how it works. Um, but yeah, no. What are your rating for this episode? You know, coming off of a few uh, more challenging episodes for me to get through, this mm-hmm. one is much more enjoyable for me. I like that the focus is taken away from what's the trio doing to let's have a fun episode where we still learn things about characters in our main group, but also perhaps not adding to the larger... I apologize for the interruption. Anya's wearing a poodle skirt. Oh, yeah! There's a poodle on her skirt. Anyway. This whole time? This whole time. (laughs) Anyway, continue. (laughs) (laughs) You were doing your rating. I know, I know. Overall, I think it's a good episode. Um, I didn't have... While Dom is annoying, I think it is warranted. We had them building up to this point. I shouldn't be as annoyed with her as I am. Regardless, being trapped in a house for a couple days with your friends, not the worst. Summoning a demon. Having a demon be freed. Yeah. Perhaps terrible. Well, not terrible, but, you know, luckily they figured it out. They killed them. I'm going to give it an eight. An eight. That's yeah. a pretty high rating. Yeah. I like that. I wish that we had kept track of, like, which episodes we gave numbered ratings to, because I would love to look at all of your eights together, because I, I think that I'm certain that many of the episodes you've given eights to are better than this one. And we're, yeah. I don't think our, our ratings are not scientific, no. so that's fine. <laughs> Uh, but I appreciate that. I think that the Dawn storyline is well telegraphed, and I, I am not a Dawn hater. I think that Dawn is well written. She is Her motivations are clear. What she's doing makes sense. Like, it, it all tracks. Again, versus a character like Willow this season, who I feel her motivations are not well written. I don't really understand what's making her make the decisions she makes. Yep. She just sort of is wildly vacillating all over the place. So it's it's hard for me because I do like Willow better than I like Dawn, but I do feel that Dawn is better written right now. Mm-hmm. I like this episode because it is different. It's less dark. Mm-hmm. It's got some new stuff that's exciting. But I do feel like in their effort to make We Are Trapped in This House seem scary, they lost some of the humor. Yep. Because on its face, being trapped in the house, not the most scary thing. Yeah. Especially a day. Yeah. Like they're there for a day. It's not that serious. But the need to make it serious by, like, making Anya kind of completely lose her marbles. Mm-hmm. Like, that feels uncharacteristic for Anya. Yeah. It just does. The the whole... So it just feels a little weird. So I think that there are some character traits, particularly the way Anya is written, that just sort of come out of left field. I think that the writing on some of the newer characters, like, I feel like Sophie's character could be much more interesting if we spent more time with her being like, what is going on? Yeah. Neither of the two regular quote-unquote people are questioning, like, what is happening? Like, <laughs> this this should be the main focus of, like, how are we going to hide it from these people? How are we going to maintain our secret identity? And instead they just push it to the side. Yep. Again, we come up with this way to tie it back to Willow's storyline about drug addiction and how she has secret drugs at her house. And it's like, oh my god, I can't. It's just annoying. Mm-hmm. So I don't love that. The other thing I want to put out there in terms of reasons to critique this episode, certainly this is the second episode we've had that was related to a Vengeance Demon Wish. Mm-hmm. And it is by far weaker yeah. than the last episode that was a Vengeance Demon Wish because the last episode brought us to Vampire Willow and Sp- Xander World. Like, that was way cooler. Yeah, so, cool. like, in terms of universes created by Vengeance Demons, kind of weak. I wish that we had done something cooler, because um, I think we could have probably had another cool alternate universe world. Yeah. 
I wish that we had been able to, you know what would be a really cool thing? Like, being able to see high school age them with Dawn in the mix. Like, being able to do something that's an alternate universe where Dawn is still around in the older days. Like, I think there are things we could have done that would have been cooler than this. Still fun, still fun, but not my favorites. I'm going to give it a six. I, I know that I've given lower ratings, higher ratings to worse episodes, but... That's how I'm feeling today. That's fine. That's that. I'd like to do this again with you next week. Me too. Perhaps we should watch Buffy season six, episode 15, As You Were, when perhaps Buffy's old boyfriend, Riley Finn, shows up (laughs) unexpectedly as he tracks a demon to hash eggs that could wipe out Sunnydale. And definitely the ugh was in the description. Yeah, what if we what if we didn't watch that episode? (laughs) What if I what if I vetoed your choice for next week? No. I wouldn't be a hater. We will be watching as you were next week. We will we will power through Finn and pretend that he is a wonderful character that we enjoyed. Mm -hmm. You know. Sure. It's fine. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Listen, thank you to all of you for writing in. I really appreciate hearing from you. I know Leah does as well. I sure do. If you'd like to write in to us and you haven't before, know that we plan on picking on you. Our messenger, all of our messages work. That doesn't, that's not even a sentence. Whatever. JNL yeah. watches on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Gmail, literally all the things. This is why I shouldn't go off script because I don't know words otherwise. No, it's fine. But be, yeah. So write to us. We'd love to hear from you. Love hearing from all of you. Thank you, Delta. Thank you, Omega. Thank you, Zulu. And thank you, India. Very Woo-hoo. happy to hear from you this week. We sure are. Next week, we'll be watching As You Were. Very exciting. But for now, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun. Later. Bye. Julian the Phantoms. <gasps> Fuck yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> <That's so exciting. laughs> Next Tuesday, I'm on Lou Buffy. Buffy's having a birthday party. Second watch there, I don't hate Tara as much as I did the first time. She's not bad. She's not bad. She's just not us. And that pains me a little bit. Dawn traps everyone in the house. Oh no, how? Makes a wish Uh with a vengeance demon. Of course she does. Everybody's stuck inside. Anya goes crazy. Really? (laughs) Yes. I was like, yeah, I know. You're doppelganger Josh. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> She's like, well then, yeah. <laughs> Got it. Oh, there's pizza. It's Ooh. survey. Millennials spend three hundred dollars a month on alcohol. Are you kidding me? That's insultingly low, says Joel. Yeah. <laughs>